right. We are coming to you from Walnut Grove number one. You can tell my voice is a little different because uh, I'm surrounded by people. And we currently have the Flat Rock Bear Clan against the Canton Corn Shuckers, very familiar friends, going on in uh, this first day early morning matchup. I believe the score is 6-3 to three after four innings in favor of Canton. As we'll bring that down. So we are live, so there will be no editing. Uh, we're just going to call it as I see it. Uh, I can't see all of the field because, you know, when you set up electricity, people like to walk all over the electricity. And when you set up a table, people like to park in front of the table. So I will be doing the best I can with what I got. So Mr. Brian Parker is up right now for Flat Rock here in the top of the fifth, six to three in favor of the Canton Corn Shuckers. Uh, Flat Rock currently does have runners on first and second. I can't see third base, so we'll do our best with that. It's a foul ball down the first baseline. Uh, out of reach of the first baseman. Yeah, I'm just perfecting my Podbean live skills right now for this. It's an important match, and uh, Flat Rock just made their third out. We'll see how many they tallied. As they're over halfway done with this match right now. And the umpire put up a zero spot. So it is now uh, going to the bottom of the fifth. Canton is up 6-3. to three. There have been some, uh, I was setting up, so I didn't get to see everything, but there were some base running blunders. Is it, uh, they're not blunders. Uh, let me rephrase that. There's been outs on the bases because everyone's trying to get that extra base. These guys know each other. They know they need that extra base. Uh, there's no joke about that. So uh, Mr. Feeney is going to lead off the bottom of the fifth inning uh, for Canton. I am going to keep my voice lower as uh, I am surrounded by people and I, I do not want to bother them uh, with what's going on here. If this is working, if people I can actually hear me right now, then I will be broadcasting the championship game uh, live tomorrow from right here. Uh, actually, they're going to put me down by the field for the championship, but... Uh, as Mr. Feeney hits it down the third baseline. Here comes the throw to first. No throw. Uh, mishandled by the third baseman. I'm going to assume because I can't see it. Mr. Feeney going to try to take his second. He's going to try to keep Flat Rock, catch him napping like he just caught me napping. And uh, he's at second base. He's safe. That's going to bring up who.
Mr. Feeney, pretty big lead out there. Who's going to hit first pitch? Right center field. It's going to go up the hill. It's going to go over the railroad tracks. Uh, so that's going to be an automatic double. That's going to bring in marbles uh, to tally that ace. And who's going to end up at second? That's going to make the score 7-3 to three, uh, in favor of Canton. Like I said, we are over halfway through the time limit. Uh, I believe I'm going to estimate five minutes before I hit go live. Uh, they went 45 past and 45 coming, so they hit the halfway mark. So uh, They're going to need all the time. I know Canton is a, there's a hit by Copper into center field, and that's going to move who over to third, and Copper's going to be at first. That's going to bring up a six-shooter. And, of course, if you're not listening to this live, I didn't really give you much notice. I wasn't planning on doing anything today. I was just going to come scope out the scene, but my setup, I have gotten it down to a science, so it's pretty easy to do. And I got a pretty good vantage point. Almost. Six shooter's going to swing. It's going to go to center field. It's going to fall. One hop to the center fielder. He's coming home with it. Uh, who is going to score? There's a collision at home. Uh, ball scoots away. Copper's going to get to third. Six shooter's going to get to second. And uh, there is discussion about the collision at home. Ryan Jones is your left-handed power now in this field. Right field is very short. The railroad tracks are very short. So the left-handed power is really cut down to nothing unless you can go to left field. But if you're a dead pole lefty hitter, that's going to work against your team on this field. Uh, straightaway center, high in the air, camped under. Uh, here comes the throw home. It's a, it's a very good throw, keeping Copper at third base. But that is going to record the out uh, in center field. I believe that's Mr. Lancaster in center field. Never actually met Mr. Lancaster, so I can't say that for sure, but his mustache certainly does announce his presence with authority and his left-handed throw because he's got a cannon. Oh, no, that's a different player on flat rock. Here's Coco for Canton. Uh, six shooter on second, copper on third. Uh, Canton has put a couple across this inning, and I believe the score is eight to three right now. But they're going to need them. This isn't over. Uh, they then they know they're going to need them. Flat Rock straight out hits the ball. Now Canton plays good defense. Uh, there's a ball hit to left fielder. It's going to be in and out of the hands of Mr. Parker and left. That's going to score Copper. It's going to keep Coco at first. And here comes Mr. Tidwell for Canton. I'm glad I know some of these names. Well, I can't help but go. Look at I always make fun on the podcast how I can't get away from Canton. And I make fun. And it's a it's a true thing. See, I come here. There's a foul down the left field line. I'm going to take on a spectator. No, it doesn't. But it goes down the gravel road. Uh, it's going to roll for a while. Uh, I always make fun of how everywhere I go. 
there's Canton. Well, I just got off a plane from Washington, D.C. I came in with my equipment I set up, and what is the match that's starting in front of me? It's Canton. I can't get away from them. If I don't know all their names by now, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mr. Vallant, good to see you, my friend. I do want to talk to him. You're on my list. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. And uh, some of the Nationals uh, just came by, and uh, I think the Nationals won their game. We're going to get you score updates from a variety of vintage baseball players will be coming by. As Mr. Tidwell hits it straight up in the air to center field, call off by the center fielder, well held. Ball comes in, no advancement. I think this is Jeff Green. I haven't seen him in a couple weeks, uh, and I'm old. I'm a little farther away. I'm going to say that's Jeff Green, though. And there's a well-hit ball in the right center field. That's going to drop between the right and center fielder. That's going to score a six-shooter. Mr. Green's going to make his second. He's thinking about third, but he puts on the brakes. He shouldn't have been thinking about third, but there was a half a second where he thought about third. Canton is putting up the runs right now in this inning. Uh, the Muffin Man's going to be the next one up. Lots of line drives out of Canton this inning. Uh, you're going to see a lot of line drives out of Flat Rock uh, in the coming innings. So they will not stay on three runs. Believe me. There's a low one to uh, the Muffin Man. As uh, There's a mishandle by the catcher. We got an attempted steal of third. He's going to get in there safely. Two outs and Muffin Man up to the plate with a runner on third. Muffin Man waits for a lot of pitches. I just saw him in Old Beth Page, uh, New York last weekend. Oh, he swings. There's a pop straight up to the pitcher. That's going to be held, and that's going to be the end of the inning. And uh, I'll confirm with how many runs Canton put up there when the uh, scoreboard updates. That's going to be a five spot. So that's going to make it three for Flat Rock and 11 for Canton. Flat Rock has some work to do. But they're uh, definitely capable of doing it. as uh, big hitters. So we'll see how they do. I tell you what, if there's two teams in vintage baseball that are tired of playing each other. It used to be Bay City and Saginaw. God. But they don't play each other near as much as they used to. They used to not only have scheduled matches, but they would run into each other at every tournament. I mean, they were just sick of each other. I'm watching over... Uh, over to my left, I can see Bay City versus Drovertown going on, but I can't give you any anything except uh, Bay City just scored a run. I can tell you that. So first hitter for Flat Rock is going to go pull it way foul. Uh, it's going to be on a line. But 
An amazing play by who? I thought that was going into the people. Who got over to foul territory? I believe he dove for it, got it on the one hop. That's going to be the first out in the inning. Those are huge outs. Those are huge outs. That was a well-hit ball. It was just foul. As I'm trying to get, I, I see the back of this player, so I can't tell you exactly who it is. Uh, and I'm not as familiar with the Flat Rock guys as I am, Canton. But this is just a, a how do you do to live for the weekend to make sure I have all my ducks in a row here. Is that ball is going to be caught uh, by the center fielder, and that's going to be the second out of the inning. That's going to bring up uh, a fine gentleman by the name of Brian Parker. Uh, I look forward to, oh, and Mr. Parker is known for some foul balls, and there's a liner down the left field line. And, I mean, who didn't really have a chance at it? But he was still in the area. He ran around all the all the spectators, got into the area of it, but he didn't. He really couldn't make a play on it. Mr. Parker known for some foul balls. Uh, I think I think everybody, including him, would agree with that. Uh, Mr. Parker, I I do see him on the social medias, and uh, he's building himself an incredible family with his uh, lovely wife. Uh, he does pop up down the right field line, and Ace coming down the hill towards the right field line is going to make that catch. Defense, defense, defense. Uh, that's going to put zero up on the board for Flat Rock. Defense wins this tournament. Everybody here can hit. Every one of these teams can hit. It's it. You got to catch. That's why Saginaw is a seven-time champion. They catch the ball. Uh, they have magnificent infielders. They have really good outfielders. Uh, they're hitting matches. They're striking. And that's why even when there's years like this, I think especially last year, when they don't particularly have a lot of matches scheduled, uh, the players have gotten older, the Thundercats are – thunder old they're not thunder old yet i'm thunder old but uh you know life changes they can't do it like they used to but you know what you don't forget how to play defense you your swing look if you if you don't play a lot of matches and you're a skilled hitter you and there's a first out of the inning by canton your swing goes wacky and you have to make adjustments, you have to practice, you have to do all that. But when you play good defense, you just play good defense. And that's what happens with the Saginaw Ogles is they show up, and they're just going to catch everything. I mean, when I was doing uh, an episode with Mike Feeney just a couple, two, three weeks ago, we were making our predictions. I did not predict Saginaw to even go to the championship, but it's, it's, a, it's fool's gold, right? Because... They're probably going to be there in some way, shape, or form at the end. It's You just got to catch the ball. In this match right here, there is a difference between... Now, I've seen Flat Rock play better defense, so I don't want to say there's a definite level of difference in defense. Uh, I've seen Flat Rock beat Canton. Uh, there's just a level of difference in defense in this match because... Some of the balls that can't or flat rag is hitting is there's a high fly ball over the right field 
railroad tracks. Uh, and over a fence, they have put up a, a small, I want to say, four-foot mesh fence to try to save as many balls as possible. If you listen to the interview uh, Rudy Frias and I did with Mike Ossie, they talk about how many balls they lose out there. And it's Mr. Feeney up to the plate right now. I'm sorry I'm not giving you all the details. Mr. Feeney just hit a foul ball over the right field fence. Mr. Feeney is going to right field again, and that is also going to go over the fence. Uh, Mr. Feeney wants to go to right field. I think we've established that. But, uh, yeah, so I've got Oregon and Drovertown going to the finals, but, I mean, Saginaw's just going to play defense. I don't know why I'm not picking Saginaw. It's just because it's not sexy, right? They're like the Patriots. Or the, were the Patriots, you know. No, it's just Tom Brady, but that's a different conversation. And over on field two, there's going to be an out. No, it's going to be mishandled in center field. Uh, Droverton's going to take their first. I just was filling time as the pitch comes into Mr. Feeney. He's going to go to right field again, but there's going to be a grounder second. It's going to be held. It's going to be an accurate throw over to first base, and that is big for Flat Rock. That's going to be a whitewash in that inning. And uh, so after the end of six innings, it is 11-3 to to Canton, but they really needed to put that zero up on Canton as uh, any more runs a serious situation would have been developing, but in vintage baseball with a with a a team that they don't get hot. They're just good hitters. You know, even the outs we were seeing in the last inning, they're, they're hit good. Uh, you know, they'll fall for the flat rock guys, I assume. We got Copper on the, on the mound for Canton. Mr. Jones doing the catching. There's a well-hit ball into center field. Mr. Feeney is going to run to his right into left field and make the catch on a very hard hit line drive. See what I'm talking about? Uh, that brings up Mr. Laura, I believe. If I'm getting this wrong, I mean, they're all in gray uniforms. They all look alike. As you can probably hear, and there's a swing and a miss by Mr. Laura. Uh, the train is coming around the corner, and if you know anything about Greenfield Village, the match will stop as there's a ball hit to right field. Ace is camped underneath it, and he holds it uh, for the second out of the inning. It's going to bring up Mr. Lancaster. Left-handed power, so uh, left-handed power, unless you can... Boy, you really got it. If you, you can't use your power. He crushed it to center field, though. That's going to be... Mr. Feeney running up the hill, getting to the top of the hill where the gravel is just before the railroad uh, rails, makes the catch on the run. What an incredible play. Uh, he was already playing deep, but... And that was... I want to say that was dead center field. And that's the only field... Center field and left field is the only way you can use your power on this field if you're a lefty. Here comes the train. So what they're going to do is they're going to stop the game and everyone's going to wave their hats to the Iron Horse. 
So everybody waves. I see a couple of flesh-colored yarmulkes out there that you don't normally see because their hats are on. That wasn't nice. Uh, I see over on field number two, or am I on field number two? Anyway, uh, Grizzly Hall just made us first against Rovertown. There's some handshakes going on. And uh, the train is out of sight now, so we're going to get back to play here. Uh, Canton comes up, having had Flat Rock put another zero up there. Uh, a fine left fielder for Flat Rock is Kyle McGilvery, a good friend of mine. I love that young man, and uh, he broke his hand, and there's a hit up the middle by who. It's going to go into center field. It's going to die down, uh, but he's not going to advance. He'll stay at his first. Mr. Glazer, uh, Copper, is coming up. Copper, one of the many teachers in vintage baseball. And uh, we, a couple pitches have gone by. They are. Uh, uh, who's trying to keep? Who is trying to keep our catch Flat Rock napping on a delayed steal? And uh, Flat Rock did not have any of that. And they almost picked him back off as he retreated back to first base. But he is safe. He's got a lead, about four steps. Copper's going to try to go to right field, where he's going to pound it into the ground. It's going to be like a swinging bunt to the second baseman. He's going to be out at first. Uh, and who is going to be safe at second? I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't give my opinion if he's safe or out because I don't want anyone using that as ammunition later. He looked out to me. Uh, that's why I called him out. I don't know what the call is until they continue play. I'm not close enough to understand that. Six shooters up. Who's on second? They're going to do a uh, a small attempt to keep who closer, and then the pitch, and uh, six shooter took it, and then there's a an arky pitch. Uh, grounded to shortstop. Shortstop over to first base. It's going to be held over there for the second out of the inning. Mr. Who takes his third. That's going to bring up the left-handed power of Ryan Jones. Now, I'll give you a scouting report. Old Beth Page, I saw him going to left center field a lot. A lot, as there's a misplay by the catcher, but no advance. And uh, they look like they're playing straight up, which is the best you can do on this field, I believe. And there's a ball hit straight up the middle on the ground. That's going to plate another run for Canton. I believe that's Meal Ticket is his name. I always forget his vintage baseball name. I know he's Ryan. I think it's Meal Ticket. Oh, I'm going to feel bad if I'm wrong. Here comes Coco with Meal Ticket. Ryan on first. Let's not keep doing it just in case. Coco takes a couple pitches. 
there's a misplay by the catcher. We're going to get an advancement to second base by meal ticket. <laughs> and uh, meal ticket's going to get a nice, no one's holding him. No one's holding him. He's going to get about a five-step lead. Second baseman comes over to bring an end to that. Coco's going to hit to the left fielder. It's actually going to split the outfielders. Uh, everyone's going to be running for a while on that. Coco's sizing up third base, and he's stopping. As the throw comes in, ag oh, nope, gets by the third baseman, and Coco's going to end up at third. That's going to tally a run. And Canton is starting to put this one away, it would it would appear. Uh, never say never in vintage baseball because one big inning happens all the time. Double-digit innings happen. I've seen them here. They actually have the double-digit numbers to put on the score on the scoreboard, so... Uh, there's a high pop-up to the pitcher by Mr. Tidwell, and that's going to end the inning uh, for the Canton Corn Shuckers. However, we are now done with seven innings. They have not announced the time. That's two more runs for Canton, so that's going to be 13-3. to three. Coming to the top of the eighth inning. time I try to do something with Canton, they start blowing out the opponent. It's unnecessary. I only went live because I thought this was going to be close. We're not done yet, though. Here comes the hammer. Don't hurt him, hammer. Mr. Glazer on the mound. Uh, and there's a foul ball down the first baseline. Uh, Mr. Green is uh, willing to run across the gravel. And face a possible tree collision, but uh, it was all for naught. But he was willing, and I think that says something. This is a high pitch. And there's a pop-up to the catcher, and that's going to be held by Meal Ticket. Is it Meal Ticket? What's Andrew Tidwell's nickname then? Ryan Jones makes the uh, <laughs> makes the play a catcher. I got to stop thinking about it. I'm in my own head. That's gonna be one out. Uh, there's a line drive down a third baseline. It's gonna go foul. And no, who's not gonna get to it? Uh, it would appear Hammer was just swinging away. And when I guess when you're a, a high skilled quality hitter. You can do whatever you want. Who are we to say? There's a high pitch right there. Taken. If you're listening to this, go back into the archives from last weekend to Old Beth Page or Canton played the Providence Grays. There's a grounder to third base. It's going to get through the wickets of Mr. Tidwell. And Flat Rock's going to have a man at first. Here comes Mr. Lancaster. Uh, there's an 1884 Providence Grays Canton Corn Chuckers match that I had so much fun broadcasting and watching. It was amazing. Uh, I look forward to doing as many of those in the future as possible. And there's a crushed ball out to center field. It's going to go through the tree. Uh, Mr. Feeney was caught between do I wait for the tree? Do I go back farther? He, it was a... 
It was a decision he was never going to come out with the right answer with because it was a hard hit ball. So Flat Rock with the runners on second and third with one out. Or is it two outs? God. There's a high pitch. Droverton over there. Uh, rounding bases over there against Bay City. There is a grounder. The throw to first is going to bounce and bounce over the first baseman's head. Flat Rock is going to score two runs on that. And uh, see what errors do. It's it was a hard it was a a hard throw to reel in. That's for sure. There was a bounce. It was a hard line drive bounce that came up to Mr. Green. I think it came up on him a little quicker than he was expecting. So there's a runner on first, couple couple across for Flat Rock. And there's a high pop-up. Third baseman's going to call for it. Alien Hands has it. There ain't no way that guy's missing a pop-up. There's no way he should ever miss a pop-up. Mr. Tidwell's dad is a toy maker. If you go back into Ohio Cup archives and find Toy Maker in the eight-minute interviews I did at Ohio Cup last year. That's an interesting eight minutes. Uh, I would suggest you do that. Next up for Flat Rock is going to be a grounder into left field that's going to put runners at first and second. Flat Rock kicking up their heels a little bit. And uh, there's another well-hit ball into center field, line drive. That's going to load the bases, no advancement. Uh, one thing, one advantage, I guess you could say, Canton has over Flat Rock is speed because Flat Rock is not a fast team with the exception of a few fellows. Uh, they're definitely built for power. They give you the power. Bases loaded for the Bear Clan with two runs across, making it 13 to 5. A big hit here changes the uh, the uh, the complexion. There's a pop up to the out of the reach of the catcher off a tree. I believe this is Mr. Parker that is up right now. There's a taken pitch. There's a swing. High fly ball to left field. I can't see it. It looks like we are scoring some runs. Two more runs in for Flat Rock. That must have landed between who and Mr. Feeney out in left center field. And uh, so that's four across this inning for Flat Rock. And they're still going first and second. There's a high fly ball in the right center field. That's going to fall. That's going to score at least one. Feeney's throw in is going to be cut off by the pitcher and no throw to home. That's going to be first and third for Flat Rock with five runs in. Told you. 
Here comes Mr. Laura. And there's a steal of second. There's nobody to cover. So Ryan does not make a throw down there. It's second and third. Uh, Mr. Laura, I think, was in his own head in his last at-bat trying to go to right field. I think he's just going to swing away and let the, and he was, uh, swing and a miss. Let the chips fall where they may, but I think he's just looking for hard contact here. That's going to be a foul ball uh, back behind the score keepers area just off of home plate on the first base side. They usually have a stage up there for the scorekeepers. They just have a small uh, tent area, and there's a swing and a miss by Mr. Laura. I cannot speak to Copper's pitching because he did not make the transition into pitching until after I had uh, retired from the game. So uh, there's another foul straight back by Mr. Laura. I don't know if uh, Johnny's trying to go somewhere with this. He does look a little, I don't know, perplexed as to what's going on right here. As uh, the ball comes back into copper. There's another pop-up behind home plate. So Mr. Laura is struggling with it right now. We will uh, see what he comes up with. We got uh, Mr. Feeney is playing a little bit shaded to the left field. There's a pound into the ground to the third baseman. He's going to be up and throw it. And they are calling him. Looks like it's safe. You know the one thing I don't like about World Tournament? It's just, it's just a small pet peeve. But you go to all these matches all year, and these guys are supposed to be calling themselves out and safe. Nobody even tries. They don't even have conversations about it. It's just, oh, I'm staying on the base, or I'm whether the defense is running and off the field. Coco's going to make an error on a pop-up that's going to score another run for Flat Rock. It's like they're just always looking for the umpire to make judgment. No one, no one is willing to call themselves out, uh, and no defense is willing to give up that they're safe. It just never happens. I don't like that so much. Here comes the hammer. As a couple errors have, have really hurt Canton in this inning. Some low pitches coming into Hammer. Uh, Hammer, a fantastic hitter. Power. Power. He tomahawks it down the third baseline. That's going to be foul. As uh, 
again, I'm doing the best I can. I had a family come and sit right in front of me. Lots of grass to my left and to my right, but they said no. They want to sit here. So uh, their hammer foul straight back. And there's uh, Mr. Rossi making his way over to the other field, uh, stopping by to make sure that I'm good to go. And I am. And uh, I certainly appreciate the village supplying me with electricity and a pretty good vantage point. Uh, this is actually pretty amazing. I should soak in the baseball a little bit more than I am, but Mr. Carey crushes it to center field. That's going to beat everybody. Everybody's running. Uh, that's going to that's gonna play one Bear Clan. That's going to play two Bear Clan, and that's going to take Hammer to second base. Yeah. Momentum. Uh, she's She's a crazy woman. And she's firmly on the flat rock side right now. A couple of low pitches. But I believe it was errors that have cost. Uh, there's a hit to Coco at second. He's going to throw to first. It's going to be high. It's going to get into the bleachers behind. Everybody's running. Uh, it's going to be way back. That's going to score a run. And there's uh, the batter, the striker, whoever that was, is going to get into third on the error on the missed throw to first base. So that's going to bring up Mr. Lancaster with a uh, guy in third. The Bay City Drovertown match has concluded, so I can't imagine there's very much time left in this. Uh, if anything, Canton will get their last at-bats. There's a hit into right center field. That's going to be a hit for Mr. Lancaster. That's going to play it another run. I don't know how many runs Flat Rock has put up. But it is at least eight. If I wasn't by myself, I'd be able to get a score for you, but I'm solo right now for this. There is a tick out. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I can gather by body language. Mr. Parker is sprinting out to left field. That means Flat Rock is currently losing uh, because he wants to hurry up and get in. Uh, but it, it looks like a double digit. I want to say it's 11. Did they put up 11 and take the lead? I can't go down and see. Let me see if I can pull out the camera on my phone. I don't want to mess with this live broadcast. Uh, so Canton's coming in the bottom of the eighth. It looks like Flat Rock just took the lead 14-13 to 13 with an 11 spot in the eighth inning. So they need one run to tie, two runs to win. Mr. Green hits it well into right field. That's going to be up on the railroad tracks. Mr. Green is going to make his second. Standing up. 
It's going to bring up the Muffin Man uh, in baseball terms, I guess. Because I have to watch everybody walk over my electricity because that's where everyone's got to walk. Uh, Muffin Man needs to get this guy to third. I think is uh, what the baseball mentality on this should be. You cannot do a simple ground down to the pitcher. Got to push this over. Got to get Mr. Green to third. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking to see who's grabbing bats over there. Uh, Muffin Man takes out. That's going to be the first out for Canton. That's going to bring up uh, young Mr. Twilliger. Ace is up. Still one run, runner on base at second. One run down as Flat Rock did what I thought they were capable of doing, and that's put up 11. Uh, but we're dealing with speed right now. We're not dealing with power. We're dealing with speed. And with speed comes miscues defensively because, you know, lots of high pitches coming into ace. He's not going to swing at those. So he pounded it into the ground down the third baseline. He's trying to get the runner to third. It looks like he did that. Mr. Twilliger is going to end up at first. They had no chance of making a throw to get Mr. Twilliger, the 2022 generally gentleman uh, winner from the Michigan Vintage Baseball Festival. No chance. But the runner does get to third, so it's first and third. One out for Teddy. And he's going to take a pitch as they get Mr. Twilliger down to second base. So it's second and third. Takes the force out. I'm looking to see who has a bat in their hands to see who's on deck. It might be going to the top of the lineup. It might be going to marbles. Uh, there's a misplay by the catcher. There is no advancement. So barn burner, just as I had hoped. Uh, high pitch, but Teddy goes after it. It's going to be short left field. It's going to be caught. Mr. Parker, he's going to make the throw to home even though there's no advance. Uh, just, a, just a measure of caution. There's two outs. There's second and third. And Mr. Feeney is going to represent who's going to win this game. A single is going to score two and end the, end the game. Or an out is going to end the game. There's a uh, slight misplay by the catcher, but no advancement. As we've tensed up over here, watertight. Uh, Mr. Feeney's been in these situations so many times, I I don't even know if the guy feels butterflies anymore. There's a, uh, a high-arcing church league softball pitch, and there's a High with something on it pitch. And another high arcing softball pitch. Uh, I don't know. You got to be careful, don't you? I mean, you can't just groove it. I mean, there's a low pitch. You don't. You Do you walk him? Look at this. 
do you walk Mr. Feeney with uh, another misplay by the catcher? And uh, there's no advancement, but oh, it is it is tight and tense here, kids. Uh, they're trying to keep Ace close at second just in case of a single. Uh, as there is a, a pretty decent pitch right there, uh, one with less speed on it. There is a lower, a lower one with speed. I would almost walk Feeney to get to who to get that force at every every base. Mister Feeney is going to hit it to the second baseman. Second baseman knocks it down, throws it over to first, and gets him. And that's going to end this ball game with Flat Rock scoring 11 runs in the eighth inning to come back in crazy fashion to put this game away. Final score on the first day early morning is going to be Flat Rock 14, Canton 13 as they line up. Uh, let me turn on this ambient mic and see if you can get some of this. It's not going to turn out well for us. I'm too far away for the audio for the captains. I got the umpire. He's mic'd. I'm not going to get the captain. So as the Flat Rock uh, Bear Clan full of emotion and what is an incredible comeback win that they will hold near and dear to their heart as uh, they will always be able to remind Canton of this day. That's got to sting. And uh, that's going to do it for Walnut Grove. Number one? I'm not sure. Uh, looks like we got second on the next match. So thanks for listening. I might go live again. Uh, we're testing it out to make sure that I can do the championship match tomorrow in grand style. So thanks for listening. And I'll re I will release this recording uh, tonight or tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>